No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. What kind of family do you come from? We may be tempted to think that our family background disqualifies us from being used by God, but grace can reach anyone, anywhere, making him or her an instrument in God's hand. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. Nearly 400 years earlier, as Jacob was on his deathbed, he said of Simeon and Levi, his sons, that instruments of cruelty were in their dwelling place. He cursed their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. He promised to scatter them in Israel and said, May I never join in their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans. Now here were Moses and Aaron descendants of Levi. Rather than an instrument of cruelty being in his dwelling place, Moses possessed the rod of God, the instrument by which they would perform mighty miracles and deliver the children of Israel. And rather than Aaron voicing fierce anger and cruel wrath, he would be a prophet and a priest. As the tribe of Levi their descendants would be scattered throughout all Israel, for God would make sure that in all the tribes there would always be a priest nearby. I love that God chose Moses and Aaron to be a leader and a prophet, and I love that God chose Levi to be a tribe of priests, for it shows the amazing grace of God. There is hope for any of us if we will simply trust the Lord and be available to him. In the middle of the narrative about Moses seeking to deliver the people from Egypt, we are given a partial genealogy of the eldest sons of Israel, but only up to Levi. The main reason is that Moses is showing that he and Aaron descended from the tribe of Levi. It was very important to prove one's family tree. Aaron would be the first high priest of Israel, so he needed to prove his pedigree. In the time of Nehemiah, men could not serve as priests unless they could first prove that they were legitimate descendants of Levi. Now, frankly, most of these names mean nothing to me, but they mean a great deal to God. I may not know your name, but God does. In fact, he knows you better than you know yourself. And he loves you with an everlasting love. We will read through this genealogy as quickly as I can pronounce the names. Some of these names we've already covered. First, the sons Reuben and Simeon. We pick it up in Exodus 6.14. These are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuben. The firstborn of Israel were Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben. And the sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the families of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. 
and the years of the life of Levi were 137. As Levi would become the priestly tribe, these three sons would form the three divisions of Levites who would be responsible for maintaining and transporting the tabernacle through the wilderness. Verse 17, The sons of Gershon were Libni and Shimei, according to their families. And the sons of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. And the years of the life of Kohath were 133. Amram was the father of Aaron, Moses, and Miriam, their older sister. So we see that they were all part of the Kohath clan. The sons of Merari were Malai and Mushai. These are the families of Levi according to their generations. Now Amram took for himself Jochebed, his father's sister, his wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were 137. This is the first time we are told the names of Moses' parents. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. Izhar was the brother of Amram, Korah was his firstborn, and the first cousin of Aaron and Moses. He would lead a rebellion against Moses in the wilderness. And the sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Zithri. Uziel was another brother of Amram, and thus Aaron and Moses' uncle. Aaron took to himself Elisheba, daughter of Amminadab, sister of Nashon, as wife. And she bore him Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And the sons of Korah were Azur, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. These are the families of the Korahites. They would die in the wilderness as a result of their rebellion. Eleazar, Aaron's son, took for himself one of the daughters of Putiel as wife, and she bore him Phineas. Eleazar and Phineas are mentioned a second time because they would succeed Aaron as high priests. These are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites according to their families. These are the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. There could be no doubt where these two brothers came from. Verse 28. And it came to pass on the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. This is a repeat of what God said before. He is recommissioning Moses. And why is that? Because Moses was discouraged. Neither Pharaoh nor the people were heeding his voice. He wanted to resign. The Lord told Moses to stick with plan A and speak to Pharaoh all his words. God didn't change or recant what he said because he is perfect and his word stands forever. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips, and how shall Pharaoh heed me? The reference to uncircumcised lips describes his unskilled speech. 
Moses couldn't get over his personal inadequacy in public speaking. Like so many limitations we set for ourselves, his weakness was probably more psychological than an actual disability. But God accepted the faith that Moses had and gave him his brother to be his spokesman. Exodus chapter 7. So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land. Moses would be as God to Pharaoh because he would be the one behind the prophet. A prophet speaks forth the word of God, but God is the one behind the prophet. So to Pharaoh, Moses would appear as God and Aaron as his prophet. These roles would carry over to Moses and Aaron's relationship with the children of Israel. Moses would receive the oracles of God and Aaron would be his spokesman. This is a tale of two brothers, both being used by God. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not heed you, so that I may lay my hand on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. Some find fault with God for hardening Pharaoh's heart. They say, how can God harden Pharaoh's heart and then hold Pharaoh responsible for his actions? Wasn't it God who made him that way? We must understand that there are two Hebrew words that are translated hardened. The first is kabad, which means to make heavy, dull, or insensible. This is the word that is used in Exodus 8.15. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them, as the Lord had said. The second word is chazak, which means to strengthen or make firm. This is the word that is used in Exodus 4.21. When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand, for I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. You see, Pharaoh hardened, made heavy and insensible his heart, and then God hardened, strengthened, and made firm Pharaoh's heart. In other words, Pharaoh hardened his heart against God, and God made him firm in that decision. Pharaoh was not some puppet that God was just manipulating. He could exercise his own will, Rather, God made Pharaoh firm in his position to bring out what was truly in his heart. God then used this stubbornness to perform mighty signs and wonders, proving that there is no God like him. Verse 6, Then Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord commanded them, so they did. And Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old. When they spoke to Pharaoh, Moses felt like quitting, but he didn't. Instead, he obeyed the Lord. Maybe you have felt like giving up. May I encourage you, don't do that. Warren Wiersbe says, it's always too early to quit. 
Rather, once you know the will of God, simply obey it and he will bless. At ages 80 and 83, respectively, Moses and Aaron were just starting the adventure of their lives. These brothers and sons of Levi were living testimonies of the amazing grace and power of God. You know, you may feel like your family background disqualifies you from ministry. You may feel that your personal weaknesses disable you. But the truth is that God will use anyone who is surrendered to him. It is God's work that he is doing. He's just looking for those willing vessels that through you he can pour out his grace. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see what happens as God begins to unleash his plagues on the Egyptians and their gods because Pharaoh refuses to let the people go. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.